live, laugh. Hello, Christian. Hey, Daniel. It's a pretty quiet day in the wrestling world, yeah, wouldn't you say? nothing has happened nope. at all. N- not even all's, a little. All's quiet on the American front here Honestly, as far as wrestling Honestly, I haven't goes. seen Twitter more quiet. Yeah, is, is AEW even doing a show tonight? I mean, <laughs> AE, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is going to come out on Thursday or Friday, but we're recording it on Wednesday. and it's So I just felt like I, I went through my parents telling me that one of them never loved the other. Yeah, it was like, weird. I think it was like like finding out your dad has a secret family. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. So last night, the uh, I, I don't know, by Thursday or Friday, where we're, we're yeah. going to be a news. At this point in time, we thought they were selling to Saudi Arabia, and then I guess that didn't happen. I already made my plans. I was like, well, we can do this. We can do that. Yeah, we were already TNA. Sched- <laughs> we were scheduling yeah. everything but WWE. It's like, yeah, that's. Yeah. Like, I guess we can do another interview. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. But yeah, we don't know where it's at right now. It, but it is a crazy time to be a wrestling fan, and speaking and a great time to be on Twitter. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a wild. Cool talking with y'all. <laughs> cool talking. And this week we kind of are going back to a wild time, and it is the time that Impact went head to head with raw the first time they they switched from thursday to, to monday, monday prime time january 4th 2010 so about 20 no <laughs> about 13 years ago <laughs> give or take a couple days i'm not good at math i'm sorry you can expect things from me but math it should never be one of them i can really respect that yeah Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> and speaking of honest, honestly, a kind of cool episode. Would yeah. you say cool? Uh, I would say it was a mix. It was a mixed bag, but it's definitely fun to watch. So the show starts with kind of a then now forever type thing. Of it was about really cool. It, had like, it, it, it went through like starting in 2004, like all the stars mm-hmm. of TNA, which was really cool to be like, oh, wow. Like, like yeah. I like it when companies are that full circle. And from there, it goes into the new age. And if you don't know, this is the episode where Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan take over TNA. Let me repeat that. If you aren't aware of TNA, Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan in 2010 2010 are taking over TNA. So set your expectations in your head and let's see if they live up to them. I think that they might, as long as your expectations are bad. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and keep in mind, this is about 15 years after Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan were running WCW. Well, yeah. not running. Bischoff was booking. Hogan was on top. Hulk was running. Hulk was run, You're it, running. You're running wild. Brother. <laughs> um, it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. That's an all-time uh, ba, theme. Ba, 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 ba. It's great. Yeah, that's like, it's one of those things I where you find out the person behind it is trash. American. But it is like, it's Cry like, it's the- right. Of every man, yeah. I very much enjoy that theme. I could listen. It's like a, a like an Eye of the Tiger level song for me. Oh yeah, but I'd be concerned if someone like parked a jeep, like a dramatic parking right door slams open. You just hear "Fight for Your Life." <laughs> burr, burr. Yeah, like, if somebody's coming. If somebody's coming at you, blasting the Hulk Hogan theme song, you're in. You're like in store a for a world some, of hurt. Yeah, they're probably gonna try to put you in a headlock. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, Hit the body slam. And the leg drop. Yeah. <laughs> and you better be selling. <laughs> you got to sell. Uh, so I'm going to play a clip. This is the part where we have a little bit of Hulk Hogan. It sounds like it might have been in a press can, conference. I have an idea. Can can we play a game of any time Hulk Hogan does something this show that one of us asks, now does that work, f- work for you, <laughs> brother, and see if you liked it or not? All right. Let's hear this Hulk Hogan clip. Yeah. 
unimaginable is now inevitable. Monday night, January 4th, we're going to battle with the WWE. The wrestling business. Dropping names. To be flipped upside down. Destiny is ours for the taking. What you gonna do, Hulkamania? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Your CD player is not skipping. <laughs> <laughs> that was it playing on repeat. Um, So this opening's kind of cool. It feels big. Yeah. Like they're really gunning for them and they're doing the thing that everyone gets so mad at AEW doing now. MJF is the worst about it, but like he'll be like, I was thinking of talking to the cerebral assassin. <laughs> and yeah. he just pauses. But but this is Hulk Hogan just being like, hey, WWE, we see you. We see you over there. We're coming. We're coming large. We're coming in charge, brother. And we're going to have 100,000 TNA maniacs running wild. That's pretty good. Thanks. Did Did you practice that today? No. I'm very proud of you. That's also kind of my Vince McMahon. Oh, it really my, was. And my macho man. Yeah. Any That's my that's my go-to right there. <laughs> I well, love that a lot. Um, but, but the show is like, it opens really strong. It's kind of like, um, I thought the the opening theme song with, with all the showing all the stars of the, of the day was really good. And because I'm like, wow, this roster is nuts. Yeah. Speaking of the theme song, I heard it and all I could kind of think was, it's clearly like somebody gave somebody the raw theme song and said, do this, but different. Yeah. Yeah. They don't copy my homework. Yeah. But. Get a couple questions wrong on purpose, <laughs> but move to the music. <laughs> Yeah, so that happened, and then we open up with an X Division Steel Asylum match, and it's current, like, we're watching on Impact Plus, and we don't get to see any of the entrances. It's just already happening. So it's Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, Homicide, Kiyoshi, Jay Lethal, Consequences Creed, Suicide, and Amazing Red. It looks like the Elimination Chamber with a hole in the middle, and the goal is to climb out. Is that correct? That is 1,000% correct. Okay. This was fun. One thing that I noted, it seemed like, was it Consequences Creed, Austin Creed? It seems like he was pretty over. I heard some Consequences Creed chant. How big of a deal was he in TNA? Because I wasn't he, watching um, TNA. Okay, so I don't know if he ever won the TNA tag title. He was active for four, I think this is like 08 to at least 2010. Yeah. Um, because he I th- he does get signed by WWE like in the next four years. Yeah. It seems like it's pretty over. You don't hear much right about here. him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an obvious Rocky yeah. reference, but like I really like it. Yeah, like doing good. I think it was really cool. There are a couple um, of cool spots in this match. Can I tell you what wasn't cool in this match? Sure. I think have I have you a ever good seen idea. a cage match in in a no contest? Because somebody gets a baton and starts beating people. I, have you ever seen it happen? No. I mean, yes, because I watch this match but before this i have not i didn't i, I didn't know that was possible i didn't yeah. realize you could get dq'd <laughs> i don't understand the match i don't understand the booking here so homicide he hits a, everybody with a baton and then he tries to climb out of the cage but he gets stuck and, and he just really gives struggling. up great talent I, th- I see what they were trying to do was like throw their cruiserweights on first like wcw which Eric Bischoff. So what's important here is Bischoff claims up and down that he was not hired to book Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he wasn't booking, apparently. I don't believe him. Yeah, I don't I think he was booking either. the entire time. Yeah. So earlier that day, Bubba the Love Sponge. You know Bubba the Love Sponge, don't you? I wish I didn't. Famous radio personality? I wish that my brain didn't know who Bubba the Love Sponge is, but it does. And it kind of makes me mad. It's like I have only limited amount of like memory and knowledge in my brain. And Bubba the Love Sponge is in there and it's not coming out. 
I only know him from a wrestling context because he, so he's the guy who was being sued by Hulk Hogan. Yes. Later, like it's much after this, but he sues him for a hundred million dollars. Do you know for what? Yes. For the illicit adult film that Hulk Hogan made with his wife. With whose wife? Bubba the Love Sponge. Crazy, right? Yes. That is a very, that's such a like all Hulk Hogan thing. Hulk nice. Hogan is just the worst person in every possible way. And every time that you think that Hulk Hogan can't one-up himself, he, he finds a way to do it. What you gonna do, brother, when Hulk Hogan comes for you? <laughs> You're gonna get a restraining order on him. <laughs> <laughs> so... Earlier this day, Bubba the Love Sponge asked people what, what they wanted in the wrestling show for, for TNA. Yeah. And they said, the quote was, more wrestling, more of an old school. There was a quote of Hogan and mostly unclothed muscular men. What? Yeah, that that was a real quote that showed up on his, like, called in on his radio show that people want to see. And what's oh, important it was radio for you show. to know... What's important for you to know is not one person who commented on what they wanted to see were at this show. That's nuts. That's just like... And they just put it on the programming. Yeah. Well, from that segment, we go to something that was... Okay, it was a, a Tybalt's match for the knockout division with ODB facing Tara. And if you know Tara, and if that doesn't ring a bell, it's Victoria from WWE, right? Mm-hmm. So that match... I mean, this match was like four minutes. It wasn't bad. ODB wins. ODB, fun character for TNA for a lot of years. Yeah, she has her own barbecue sauce now, I think. Yeah. she or hot um, sauce. She was a tag team champion. I think they were knockout tag team champions, which is <laughs> wild, with Cody Diener. Oh, yeah, from... Violent by Design, he's in yeah. now. This was like a 2013. It's wild. Yeah, it sounds wild. But what is more wild is what happens after this match. So... Tara attacks ODB, puts her finishing move, Widow Peak, which is actually pretty cool. And then she goes over to like a lantern, like kind of think of like a Bray Wyatt lantern. Okay. And she opens it up and there's a tarantula, a tarantula, like a live spider and a lantern, like not, not a proper environment for a spider. It's it's not a good place for, I don't think, do spiders, like are they attracted to light? I I think think they stay away from it. I don't know. I, That's not good living conditions. As little him. amount of information about spiders as I can know, the better. Bubba the Love Sponge and Spiders. <laughs> One and two. Yeah. But what's weird about this is she puts the spider on ODB. But ODB is knocked out. Like, she took the finisher. She's laying there. She's not paying attention. And she just has a spider on her. And she's not aware of it. And Tara is, or Tara is like, look at that spider on you. And ODB's like, knocked out. Like, it's completely pointless. But it kind of begs the question for me, where does this rank among wrestlers that bring animals or creatures to the ring? Some of the ones I thought of, Coco Beware, Jake the Snake, British Bulldog, Cody Rhodes brought his like husky. Yeah, yeah. But Um, where does this rank for you as far as that goes? At the bottom. Um, I just, (laughs) the idea of like, that's nightmare fuel. The idea that you're knocked out and there was a spider that could have been anywhere on you. Yeah. And the thing is, (laughs) there's so much stuff that can go wrong in a wrestling match. If you have a spider on the edge of the ring and it gets knocked over, that spider gets out. Yeah. With a huge like anaconda, you can find that sucker. The same, like dogs aren't going to do anything, but with a spider, next thing you know, it's in the crowd. You can defang a snake. You cannot defang like a tarantula. Yeah. And tarantulas have hair. Just, yeah, this is we're talking so, too much um, about spiders here. So, nightmare fuel for me as a kid that I struggled with was in Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, the giant spider. It's just 
big ol' thing. And to this day, it's the reason spiders freak me out. Spiders don't, like, freak me out like that. It's more like snakes are a lot without me. But if I had seen that as a kid, I probably would have been in that same boat. I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter, so I got to avoid that big spider, too. So I kind of got through childhood spider-free. So I'm pretty thankful. My parents, great parents. Just take care of your apartment. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's why we clean. Yeah, I did have... A maintenance guy come one time to our apartment and he had to get into the closet. He goes into the closet and there's a big spider and he freaks out. He's like, I don't do spiders. So I had to get a spider I respect f- that. for the maintenance guy so that he could do his job. And I was like, you feel pretty special, like a, a knight in shining armor in that instance. But like, I'll but, do this unfortunate <laughs> chore for you. Yeah. We've talked a lot about stuff that we don't like today already with Bubba the Love Sponge and spiders. Some of the show is good. Yeah. But from there, we get to a limo pulling up, and that limo contains Ric Flair, the nature boy himself. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is pretty much the only time he's in the episode, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. He just shows up. They make a big deal about it. And then he's just not featured anymore on the program. (laughs) How much did Ric Flair make off this cameo? I don't know. How fast did Ric Flair spend that money from that cameo? I think is the better question. Um, I, I think it's in Orlando, so probably later that night. You just, I just pictured Ric Flair with like two girls <laughs> next to him, like riding the teacups at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, they're just spinning I around. I like that he's not even strapped in. He's just yeah. doing the strut. Yeah, like. I can show you the world, and he's woo. <laughs> wow. so yes that happens rick flair debuted and i wrote here is this his debut and it i was re-watching and it kind of seems like this was his first time appearing in Impact. Um, from this point we get a backstage not really a backstage segment but a segment with mick foley where he's trying to enter the building good with that little video memo of my own so this goes out to dixie carter hulk hogan and all tna employees now i fully understand the reasons you may have for not wanting me to be part of the show things i've said in the past may, might lead someone to guess that i would want to be a disruptive influence on tonight's program nothing could be further from the truth i understand the historical significance of hulk hogan coming to the impact zone which is why i want to be a part of it i will be on my best behavior that's a promise and i'll see all of you inside the impact zone love mick have a nice day all right christian so what did you think about that mick foley i didn't know he was with the company at this point not only was he with the company but he was like on kayfabe on the outs with the company they said that the management i guess the new regime didn't want foley to be a part of the show he said he understands but he just wants to be there for hulk hogan as a part of his big day but he's not able to get into the door this happens it's kind of like a, a it goes along throughout the show where it kind of builds and escalates so this is kind of our introduction to the storyline what what i like throughout this show is and this is a very bischoff story structure mm-hmm. is the fact that like it's almost like a, th- a three-act structure we're actually yeah. getting complete stories on this show mm-hmm. which we've watched a, r- a lot of bad wrestling shows they don't always do that yeah and i'm not saying that they do that well here but we do get <laughs> they they definitely attempt it yeah so we get next we have bobby lashley and his wife crystal lashley coming to the ring and she has a personal message for hulk hogan bobby lashley is a star not just in professional wrestling but in the world of mixed martial arts as well no one in either sport can match his potential, his athleticism, or his strength. You see, unlike mixed martial arts, <laughs> pro 
professional wrestling is filled with a bunch of inbred, toothless degenerates. Well, that's just rude. Yeah. I mean, it is Florida. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do, Do you know why we always hear crazy stuff from Florida? Yeah, it's because they have everything public. Yes. So there's probably similar stuff going on in every state, but because of Florida, I think it's called like the sunshine law. I don't like how prepared you were for this question. I'm not prepared. I just, <laughs> I, I feel like I just got tricked. I just, I know a lot of dumb things. <laughs> you, you were so confident. You're yeah. like, well, actually it's this. And I'm like. Statute 8392 <laughs> in the penal what? code. What? Do you not know that? <laughs> Do you not read about Florida, Christian? <laughs> but yeah. So Florida, that's why you hear a lot of crazy stories about Florida is just because they're so readily available uh, for people to report on them. Speaking of report. Just kidding. We don't. This is this next. Segment. I have something. Yeah, report that, for us, please. That we can report. Okay. So Jeff Hardy joined TNA earlier that year uh-huh. after failing the WWE wellness policy. At yeah. the time, he was the world heavyweight champion. This was his backup. And school. he dropped <laughs> dropped the title to um uh, to CM Punk in a steel cage on SmackDown abruptly because he had a third strike. And Hardy after this went on like a basically a drug bender. I don't. I'm sure you could refine the YouTube videos of him just talking mess while high at Waffle House. Hey, we've all been there. We've all been there. Okay, I get it. I get Waffle it. Waffle House. It's kind of like like when you're playing tag as a kid. It's it's base. Like you can't. <laughs> oh <my>, yes. <laughs> what happens at Waffle House All-Star. stays at Waffle House. The yeah. All Star is just if normal food is here, All Star is here. Yeah. It never misses. We love a Waffle House. And I realize that Waffle House isn't necessarily a, I guess it's, they're probably a lot of places, but if you don't know what Waffle House is, think about Denny's and then take it down a couple notches. Do you know what happens whenever there's a natural disaster? We're talking earthquake, yeah. hurricane, any of that. Do you, do you know the first thing they do? I feel like if I tell you that I do, then you're going to be Daniel. sad. Go ahead. Uh, they check to see if the Waffle Houses are open. That's how they judge it because Waffle Houses are uh, very famous for being open no matter what. I'm so sure. sorry. <laughs> You're in my sure wheelhouse. You know a lot. I know a lot of dumb stuff, Christian. <laughs> I bring nothing to the table. Yeah, I don't um, know how to do long division. <laughs> okay, during Bellator Fighting Championship on Spike, Dixie announced Hardy signed a long term deal. And that he will return to action later that year. Um, how do you feel about wrestling being promoted on like during MMA? Because they had this Bellator d- deal that really why it existed was so that Bobby Lashley could do both wrestling and that he could do um, MMA. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Part of me is like a defensive wrestling fan where you just kind of know that it's going to be... You just imagine the people listening are just shitting all over like, oh, look at this shit. Like, but um, I think it's... It's fine. And it was a multi-year deal, which is very, very they're, cool. And really I guess I guess Shannon Moore also signed, too? Who? Shannon Moore? Oh, Shannon Moore, yeah. Shannon Moore. Th- this is the first time that um, Shannon Moore was on TNA TV. Oh, that's a great fact, Christian. Thank you. I, I got you. Oh, you didn't know that one? No, I didn't. I'm not too familiar with TNA. <laughs> so this next segment that we get is a wild one. Yeah. So it's Velvet Sky, Lacey Von Eric, and Madison Rain, and they're playing poker. So we walk in. I I don't know which knockout is doing the talking, but she's like, we're about to go to a place where we can have fun. And they open the door, and it's like a janitor's closet with a table in there. And on this table is a deck of cards and then four five-hour energies. (laughs) 
that nobody like I thought maybe this is a product placement. They're going to put it in somewhere. They don't talk about it the whole show. And it's very big, weird to yeah. not talk about five-hour energy if there's yeah. four. Like, imagine you walk into a room, table, there are four five-hour yeah, energy. Something You're crazy. You're going to have questions. Something crazy, like, what are we doing? <laughs> are we robbing a bank right now? <laughs> Anything I need that, to like, know what's going down now any, or I'm any, leaving. Any event, <laughs> any event where you're... You're given five hour energy as a start. Yeah. I don't feel safe. I need an adult. Yeah. And so, um, wild. One of them is empty, like on the, like sideways, like, like when you go like a post party and like all the beer bottles are on the ground, we've got a, a five hour energy on the ground there. <laughs> and then, like, oh no, someone's been energized here. Yeah. <laughs> and they're really playing up the, the, like the blonde stereotype here. But one thing that they talked about is they were like, what's really popular right now? And they're like, I know, poker TV shows. <gasps> Have what? you ever watched a poker <laughs> TV show on purpose? I know three forms of poker media. Okay. 21, the movie 21. 21, great movie, I think. I don't. I liked it when I first saw it, but it was a long time ago. I have two, actually. 21 <laughs> and, um, oh no, 21, Rain Man. Yep. And when on ESPN, when they do the po- poker world championship. I think that's what they're talking about here. Have you I seen guess. Ocean's Eleven? No. We're talking about a lot of stuff that isn't relevant today. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> it's just a, a dumb segment, but I do have a little bit of a clip from it. I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks like we're going to be here all night long playing oh, strip poker. It's too bad we're so boring? bad at this game. <laughs> but when we lose... Everyone wins. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. That was towards, there was like two minutes before that. So if you can imagine that that's the end of the segment, the rest of the segment is just as wild. Okay, I have uh, a, a true, true or false, okay? True. I mean, are you ready? <laughs> I, are you ready? I thought you meant truth or dare. Okay. <laughs> true or false. Strip poker was a successful show on Spike TV. True. False. Okay, well, you would believe they they put something like that on TV. Yeah, though, I was you? I was so quick to believe that, <laughs> and so we're really getting into the meat of the episode next. Why are you laughing at at, at the word meat, Christian? I don't know. I wasn't ready for it. You, you weren't ready for the word meat. No. Sorry, buddy. This is a this is a meat zone. Okay, I might say meat at any time. So we're getting to the meat of our segments, and we're getting Hulk Hogan's limo arrival, a glimpse of Scott Hall and X Pac. What is he going by here? Sean Waltman. Okay, because they call him Pac at some point. I know he's and got. And he also went by Six. I know he's got a lot of different names. One two three kid. One two three kid. Yeah, that's one of them. Six, but it's spelled weird. X Pac, Sean Waltman. I feel like we're missing something, but a man of many names, and they're yelling to bring out the Hulkster, and that's when we get Hulk Hogan coming out. Hulk Hogan coming out i have a fun fact for you yes and please. this kind of shows off that they're actually brilliant at, pro- at tv production yeah so their start time was seven o'clock Roz was eight four minutes to go before raw comes on they start uh-huh. this segment they start hulk hogan coming out Ooh, so like it's like so a pre-show you, you kind of had to you would miss the beginning of raw you had yeah, to which is just smart. like that's ballsy <laughs> but like really cool i'm just like wow yeah it is very smart because it's like the beginning of Raw is like where the, the stage of the show is set and you're forcing people to miss that. They're less likely to want to 
if they go in and tune in, they might be lost. And so that's pretty smart. We've got a clip from this. I'll go ahead and let the Hulkster speak for himself. Although I don't want to give Hulk Hogan a platform, but for <laughs> you guys, <laughs> we are willing to we, make the sacrifice. Yeah, I, any amount of Hulk Hogan that I can not listen to, I'm all for it. But we are we are for the people. So let's hear what he has to say. What's up, TNA maniacs? You guys, TNA and the maniacs. We are making history tonight, right here in TNA's ring. There is so much talent in the back. So many young guys that are running so hard. And yes, guys, there's a lot of old faces in the back that are ready to gear up. TNA is gonna be the number one company in the world. As I spent all day long dealing with the talent in the back, as I spent all day long hearing everybody's ideas, when I walked out here, brothers, this is the dream that I've been praying for. Hulk, you praying for this? Oh, he's praying. Listen here, brother. Dear God, I just, if you could get me on DNA. so many new TNA faces out here, and there's a lot of familiar faces out here. All I gotta say is with TNA and the power of the maniacs, this company will not be stopped. Hey, security. So as he's pulling up, we've got um, Scott Mash. Security, no, on. Scott Hall. <laughs> Scott Nash. Scott yeah. Nash. That's the tag team, right? That's their name. We had them coming out. This is just like a fever dream. It's we. It feels like WCW, but like a video game storyline. Yeah, it's like you know how they had Looney Tunes for kids. Yeah, this is like Looney, Looney Tunes, Tunes when they're old. Yeah, this is like <laughs> Looney, Looney Tunes when they're old. Yeah, it's weird. And one thing I notice here is Hulk Hogan has tattoos i don't know if he had them like when we last saw him in in wwe he did not but i have all of his tattoos do you want to take a guess at what his tattoos are no okay (laughs) so on his back right across his back he has the words immortal okay the immortal hulk hogan yeah well that's kind of like that's something that he got in like his 50s probably yeah all these tattoos are like post 50 he's got something on his arm that says i am that i am and i think that's something religious i am what i am yeah i am that i am i am that i am i think it's like a bible quote but my favorite one is right here on his wrist okay he has the word awareness (laughs) are you sure about that hulk Uh, hulk hogan is the least aware person i have ever possibly like do do you think he has it on his wrist so that he can like if he ever forgets be like I should be aware. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> but like Hulk Hogan, the guy that like lies about everything he could possibly think of, like this crazy, I don't even know how to describe him. Just this like biggest this, ego. It, the pa- He's a parody of a person. He has so much ego for somebody that has been bald since the 70s. <laughs> we don't talk about that. And we just let him get away with it by wearing a bandana. But dude's been bald. If you walked into a, like a place and you saw him without his bandana on, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be like, who is this loser? But we just let him fool us with a bandana for like three decades. Yeah. And now we finally know who he is. Do you know what bothers me about Hulk Hogan? Ever uh, watch him in Japan? 
Yeah, he can. He's really good. He's really he was good. holding down on us. Yeah, you know what bothers me about Hulk Hogan? Is it the racism? It's the racism, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a very, very. He's a very. Man. Uh, but yeah. So he puts over the younger generation. He name. I think he names one or two of them. Yeah. None it, of that younger generation was on the show so far. Yeah. All the people who talking about like it, we're an hour into this, and the guys who make TNA TNA aren't even in the show. Yeah, I think we've had like three matches. Maybe yeah, even we three had matches. We had like the Motor City Machine Guns, and to a certain extent, Amazing Red. But those are like X Division guys. And like thirteen act- minutes so far has been dedicated to um, wrestling of an an hour. Yeah. This seems like WWE. They're really they're like if we're gonna go against WWE, we're gonna go against WWE. We're not. Which gonna is have- crazy because Bischoff's whole thing with Nitro was doing everything the opposite of WWE. This yeah. is we're doing them, but we're gonna try to do it better. Which is always a bad idea. Yeah, they have it on lockdown. Yeah, you just gotta find your own thing. But from here we have um, Scott Hall and Little X Pac. One, two, three, Waltman. But, Scott Hall looks bored here. Yeah, Scott Hall looks like he's cashing a check. But don't take it from me. Let's hear from the bad man himself. The bad guy? The bad. Let's Don't take it from me. <laughs> don't take it from me. Don't take it from us. Let's listen to the bad guy, the bad man, the big bad boss <laughs> What's boy. the bad man doing in the impact zone? <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> Where's the Joker? <laughs> Where's he? I heard that Sting is trying to be the Joker. Does he not know how dangerous that is? <laughs> the Joker's a bad man. I have to talk to him. And that's, I don't know if we've seen him yet, but I think after right, this segment. Right after this segment. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about Sting. But yeah, Sting is on this episode too. But let's hear from the I have bad a, man. The, the, the bad guy. The Batman. Bruce Wayne. Hey, yo. <laughs> Playing the hits. Guys, you know I'm all about the party. Oh, yeah. But you know something, if you got something to say, say it right now. Say hello to the bad guy. I'm right. It's like one of those wind-up toys where like you pull the string and they just like say their catchphrase so far. That Easy E was here. That whole Kobe big money B. Big money B. Big Kevin Nash has been here. (laughs) That means one thing to us: big paychecks. Big sold out arenas. And <laughs> How do you feel about Universal Studios? <laughs> Let me tell you something, Scott. This is a different time, and this is a different place. It doesn't work that way anymore, brother. Hey, you see, that's where you're wrong. We were all it weird in the nineties. Yeah. It's the same people, and we're here. I'm always shocked at how deep Scott Hall's voice is. It always surprises me. It's going to be totally different this time. Let me get this right, Hulkster. You're the biggest name in our industry, the highest paid guy ever, and now you're telling me you want to change the business? You want to change the way things are happening? They're good. Well, yeah. case, are they? So what popped into my head from this is um, when your friend gets married. I don't know if you've ever had like a friend that gets married and then it's just like, hey, man, I can't go out tonight. Like, I know we used to party back in the day, but I, I, I can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. Like, it just seems like 
it's like he I know I know people like that, yeah. Yeah, not me. Not me, right? No, you're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pretty cool wife. Shout out Emily. Yeah, she's great. Right? She's going to be very happy about that. I don't know if she listens to this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that happens. And right as that happens, we get an Eric Bischoff entrance. He's awesome. And dude. do you know what is kind of sad is Eric Bischoff, he wasn't, he didn't have his entrance music. He had like, I'm back. yeah. So what I went ahead and did. Oh, you dubbed it in? Is no. Oh. I made him new entrance music for TNA. <sighs> This is wonderful. So everybody, close your eyes. Pretend that you're watching the show, and this Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff is coming out. Christian has no idea this is happening. Here we go. I'm here in <laughs> TNA wrestling, getting paid a whole lot of scratch. I'm gonna make the Monday Night Wars. With all of my friends. All right, so Eric Bischoff comes out. <laughs> you are a gift. <laughs> so Eric Bischoff comes out. <laughs> Christian, settle down. <laughs> that was really funny. I'll send it to you so you can have it for whatever okay, you want to. We'll put it up somewhere so you guys can have it too if you want. I um, hope he hears it. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> but this is what old EB has to say. You guys, do you remember EB Games? Yeah, yeah, I loved EB Games. It's not owned by Eric Bischoff. What if? What if I was like Christian? Did you know why it's called EB Games? <laughs> it's called. You know why though? Here's why? a little fun fact for you: Electronics Boutique. You actually knew. You set yourself up for that joke and executed yeah. your. I know a lot of dumb stuff. I'm sorry. Here's Eric Bischoff. I mean, look around you in this ring right now are the guys that reinvented this business. We took on the 800-pound gorilla, and we put him in a little monkey cage, and we spanked him. And in the process, in the process, we changed this business forever. Sounds kind of weird they're talking about spanking monkeys. One thing, guys, <laughs> hopefully we're all just a little smarter. Now, I was the one that put this band together in the first place, all right? Got a little experience here. But one thing I learned, and I've got the scar tissue to prove it, is that it's all about communication, guys. All right? What scar tissue? And I think Eric. there's been a serious, serious breakdown of communication, all right? Well, then please, Eric, explain it to us. I will. See, here's the deal. What Hulkster's trying to tell you is everybody. 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 everybody has got to earn their position in this company. Everybody has to earn their position in this company. And something that Hulk Hogan said at some point, I, it might have been in a clip, it might not have, but if he said, if you can't talk and you can't wrestle, pack your bags and head up north. Up north. Up north to Connecticut. Although, technically, if you're in Orlando, that could mean anywhere. Yeah, that that's pretty open That's pretty vague. Eric Bischoff is very good. Um, I So he calls them the band here, mm. um, which is fun because they end up tagging um, Scott and um, Kevin end up tagging as the band. The band. And that's their 
the reference to the click. That's yeah. the reference to the NWO. But of course, they Tina had always had to play around with the rights of that. Like Hulk Hogan's theme, he mm-hmm. like theme song um, here is very NWO inspired, but yeah. it has to be octaves off to so that copyright WWE loves suing anything to do with TNA here. Yeah. They've come a long way with Mickey James was in last year's Rumble. They go went from suing TNA and now all of a sudden we got Mickey oh, James. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm right there with you. There's that. And then the next thing we get is a, a TNA tag team title wait, match. Wait, wait, Okay, sorry. Who was up in the rafters? Oh, Sting was there. Like, Sting, he's fulfilling his WCW yeah. arc of being, like, the watchful protector of the NWA NWO from up top. He's just like, I see you down there. I don't think I don't think the building was big enough to have rafters, though. It looked like he was just backstage. It, it showed him up top, didn't it? It showed like a clip of him, like on oh. the side. He might have been up top, but like, what do you think? Like, if Sting is the vigilante we believe him to be, like, yeah. when he's this kind of character, what what was the like inner monologue that he was going through here? Like, Obviously. if it's like a nineteen forties like noir kind of. I think it's kind of like this is totally different from what you just asked me, but it's kind of like when a dog meets a new person, he's just kind of like trying to like sniff them out that's what sting's doing right now he's like trying to see like who are these new guys and um how should i feel about them but i do think that like he's like batman we talked about batman already he's perched up on his ledge he is brooding he's just like i'm here be careful about saying the brood we're gonna get sued (laughs) just kidding but yeah that's our first introduction to sting i think he's maybe appears two more times nothing of consequence here really it feels like fan fiction. It feels like we're just taking WCW yeah. and be like, "What if it never ended?" Yeah, ten years later. Yeah, let's let's put together as much as we can and then try to knock it together. All right. So the next match that we have is a TNA tag team title match for the Knockout Division, which good on Impact for having these in 2010. Yeah, the, they've always been really ahead of the game when yeah. it came to the women division i mean they um they were main eventing shows yeah they, like they've always let them really have a great spot and like women tag teams like that's yeah that's awesome that's you can do so much more story-wise with that existing of course and this match was awesome kong and hamada versus taylor wilde and sarita not familiar with three out of the four contenders here but it was a good match yeah it's it's fun yeah awesome kong and hamada end up winning and they go from this to a another backstage segment with the strip poker. But this time we have a a random a random appearance appears. Yeah, so let's find out who is joining them. You're... Ah, let's not get all caught up with old <laughs> Instead, why don't we get caught up? In the excitement of competition. <laughs> Ew. Whatever. So yeah, that happens. That's about it. Still so Val Venus here is like Sha- you mean Sean Morley? <laughs> I, I I wrote down is that Val Venus? Yes. I um, wouldn't know it was him unless he had the towel though. Well, and the towel was like, that's all they're playing trip poker, that's all he has. I'm so yeah. concerned. Yeah, it's it's a segment to go from like a great women's match directly to that is kind of fun. <laughs> All right, so we go from that segment to 
the next saga of Mick Foley trying to enter the building. And he is trying to get in the back door when two security guards show up and tell him that he's not able to get in. And they end up being like, but don't tell anybody. Yeah. It was, Which they're on live TV. Yeah. they're Like the world is seeing this, pal. Yeah. Everyone's going to know. Yeah. It was very weird. That's always that weird thing in wrestling that like yeah. everything is filmed and we're led to believe that the wrestlers don't watch it back. Yeah. Or like nobody's going to tell on them. <laughs> like you may not watch it, but somebody is. Um, like, did you notice that in in your match, he actually tried to trip you? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, but after this, we have the Nasty Boys show up. I hate the Nasty Boys. I really do. There is nothing about the Nasty Boys that is appealing to me. Their look is gross. Uh, they look like lizard lick towing tag team. I don't know if you've seen Lizard Lick Towing. I'm sure somebody will get that. I, I'm going to go off on the Nasty Boys. This is not a Nasty Boys pod. I feel like the only reason they're ever relevant is because of Hulk Hogan. I don't feel Hulk like Hogan they, effect. I, I wrote that down. I don't feel like they have any talent. Uh, they look dumb. And just the way that they're acting here is crazy. And it kind of goes back to where they're talking about this is the new TNA. And we're not going to let people in that haven't earned it. And then they immediately have, like, all of Hulk Hogan's friends. Yeah, we're one Brutus the Beefcake short from a Hulk Hogan's, like, bridal party. (laughs) From his variety hour. Yeah, so it is what it is. They get in the building, and this is what happens from there. Oh, Bubba the Love Sponge ends up getting him in. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Bubba the Love Sponge earlier. He's the one that gets him in. Why is he on this show? Why is he on TV? Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So at the same time, Hulk Hogan's talking about all of this stuff, but here he is getting all of his buddies' jobs. And I had to listen to this, so now you have to, too. Let's hear from the Nasty Boys. Team 3D, brother. They're not here anyway, them bozos. Get in there. Uh, Where are they? In Japan? And the biggest show of the year? And Team 3D's in Japan? No, I can't believe it. Where is Bob? You mean they're not in Orlando? (laughs) They're doing fun wrestling in Japan. Security guards walking up and apologizing for not letting them earlier. It's about time. Bring some donuts. We like donuts. Thank you guys. Donuts. Get the. And then they throw the donuts at the person's face. And then they just go on to kind of like destroy more stuff. And I've said a lot about the the nasty boys. I don't feel like I have anything else left to say about them. Anything you have I, to say? I hate them. Yeah. It's, no, it's one of those things that, like, sometimes when things are before your time, you don't get it. Sometimes yeah. it's ignorance. Like, the Steiners, yeah. I, I wasn't crazy about until I was like, oh, my God, they're amazing. Yeah. Nasty Boys, it's like, I thought the older I get, maybe I'll get it. No, they're just no. bad. And the yeah. gimmick is stupid. And they look bad. And, like, it just looks stupid. Yeah. We are like anti-nasty boys here. No nasty here. Clean we like boys the, only. We like the gym nasty boys. Those were, that's the an gym nasty boys was awesome. Yeah, but as far as the nasty boys go, no thanks here. Uh, next match, we get Pope D'Angelo De Niro against Desmond Wolf. I think it's Elijah Pope was his name in WWE or Elijah some, a Burke, maybe? Elijah Burke. Yep. Yeah. So that match happened. It was it was fine. There was some cool offense there. One thing I noted here is Taz is really, like, he's always been really solid on commentary. He's great. He's fantastic here, and he's still great on Dynamite. Yeah. Like, he he is one of those guys. I, I think we talked about this, like, t- two weeks ago. Yeah. That, like, 
um, because we're, we were watching Dynamite, and and I I had this thought of like, do you think he's a better commentator? Like his legacy on the wrestling business yeah. is more relevant in commentary than as a wrestler. I think he's. I think so because he you go back to the like the mid two thousands. You have Taz, like he's a part of so many people's like fundamental. Love of, yeah. Love got, like, of wrestling. Yeah, you've got the ECW people, and he'll always be known for that. And he had the tiny run in WWE, but like the the stretch he had with on WWE, and then with Impact, and now with AEW, it's just so many generations have grown up listening to Taz. He's kind of like an alternative Michael Cole, I'd say. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, he's like maybe this generation's um, Jim Ross. I think High praise, but um, from there we get a backstage segment with Jeremy Borash, which I've heard that name so many times. Oh my god, yeah, he. This is the first time that I've put it to the person. Wow, yeah, he's awesome. He's a, he's a great commentator, um, and I think he works for WWE now as a as yeah, a, as a production guy. I think he does too. But we're interviewing AJ Styles. AJ Styles cuts his promo about facing Kurt Angle at an upcoming pay-per-view. Styles got better later. Yeah. This is very, like, he awesome, better wrestler than he ever was here. Yeah. But he, promo skills weren't there yet, yeah. I don't think. I think he was still developing. So he finished his promo, and then Eric Bischoff walks in, lets him know that, actually, he's going to be wrestling Kurt Angle tonight instead of at the upcoming pay-per-view. I imagine if you were looking, that would have been, like, a, an oh-shit moment. Yeah, if like we were last watching, week, you would turn like last week when we saw that Takeshita and Danielson were going to be like, like it's like, oh my god, that's happening. We're watching, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we get that, and then we get um, a Jeff Jarrett segment. I love Jeff Jarrett here. Yeah, I he, think he's fantastic. Adds to any show he's on. I I'm confused at why the way they set the second part of this segment up, but the first part's great. And let's go ahead and take a listen to old Double J. Boom in the Impact Zone. You know, seven years ago, seven years ago, I founded TNA. After about 15 plus years of hard work or so, busting my butt in and out of the ring, I decided to take my hard-earned money and found an organization called TNA. Every critic in the world said we wouldn't last six weeks, said we wouldn't last six months. But guess what? Guess what? I'm standing in the middle of the six-sided ring on a Monday night, the greatest night in company history. How great is he? He's good. This is, you kind of feel like good for him. Yeah, he, um, he very much is, like, he's a, he's a good heel. But him, like, TNA founder, Babyface, mm-hmm. is one of my favorite versions of him because it's just truly this gritty, like, came from under. And this is a validating moment for him yeah. that this thing he built as an alternative, truly as an alternative because there was no other game in town. Yeah. So he just started his own with his dad. Um, and the, the idea that here you're head, going head-to-head with WWE, the company that when they bought WCW, Vince fired one person on air and it was Jeff Jarrett. Like, yeah. this must be so... Kind of surreal. Like, I did it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think that he... I think he's involved only as an on-screen personality. So it's not the same as, like, him taking him to the, to the promised land, but he's there for this moment, and that's got to feel really cool. And from there, we get a Hulk Hogan interaction, and I don't know if Hulk is supposed to be 
a face here. I don't know if he's supposed to be the good guy, but I'll Meltzer let you guys decide. Meltzer speculated here uh-huh. that this may have been a little bit of a shoot that um, because it was live. Yeah, but a little bit of a shoot. Yeah. Well, let's let's take a listen to this promo that Hulk Hogan's cutting on Double J Jeff Jarrett. Enough of the Gaga. And guess what, brother? So what? Nobody cares. If I hear I, I, I one more time, brother, I would have brought the security out and had you escorted from the building. Because the truth is, brother, yes, you did start this company, but in a short amount of time, you ran this company into the ground. So now that the truth be told, he's getting booed here. If it wasn't for Dixie Carter, resurrecting TNA and if it wasn't for Dixie Carter giving all these young guys in the back a shot brother this company would be under so the way things go brother you need to straighten your act up this imagine I, imagine you have this moment with yeah. co- with with co-workers where it's like I'm just so happy to be this is my one year anniversary yeah. I'm just so happy to be here and in walks your your new boss being like well <laughs> you th- you need to strain yourself out what do you mean? I was just acting grateful. That was too much. Yeah, your new your new boss who doesn't deserve the position he's in. And it's so like hypocritical that he's talking about all the guys in the back while he's bringing in Bubba the Love Sponge and the dreaded, dreaded Nasty Boys. Up until this point, we still haven't seen the young talent Hulk yeah. Hogan keeps referring to. And he's saying that Jared's the one yeah. keeping them held down? Yeah. And then after this, though, we do, we do get some homegrown... A title, uh, not titles, but we do get some homegrown talent here. We have Samoa Joe and Mother Monster Abyss. How cool is Abyss? He's, I mean, I honestly don't know. I haven't had enough exposure to him. We're going to do a few more TNA episodes. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> heard a lot of good things, but I haven't seen enough At to... one point, he was offered a um, WrestleMania match with Undertaker as Ooh. his debut. That's awesome. And he didn't take it because he was a very anxious person. He, he was just terrified. That would be me. But that's a huge spot. Like, imagine you do work out for another company mm-hmm. and the biggest company in the world is like, we want you to do that mm-hmm. against our top guy. Can I tell you that as a kid, I also had anxiety about facing The Undertaker. What? So I was in middle school, but I had like a, a series of nightmares where I was a wrestler and I had to fight The Undertaker. And the whole dream was me running across the country. <laughs> like <laughs> like trying scum? Yeah, no, no. Like like by nightfall, like just hiding, like on the run from The Undertaker. <laughs> and every time I would get to a new place, I would hear a knock on my door. And The Undertaker would be there. And it was pretty scary for me at the time. Uh like I feel like dead I, man walking. Yeah, I felt like I was a dead man walking. So I completely understand why the Abyss didn't want that match against um, the, the Undertaker, the Dead Man. Yeah, and Joe looks great yeah, here. Yeah, really cool gear. He like he's have, in great shape. Yeah, like and not necessarily that Joe isn't in shape now, yeah. but like this is just a different like like wow he could he could mess somebody up. Yeah, and just a little bit of a side note, they didn't show this on the TNA. Um, like stream that we watched, but there was a backstage segment where Rhino was attacked and Rhino was supposed to be his uh, opponent in this. And there were, it was also going to be a barbed wire match. Um, but they, they dropped that with the abyss coming in. And 
uh, Samojo ends up winning. It's a it's a pretty okay match. I didn't have any problems with yeah, it. Yeah, it was it was fine. It was yeah. it I, it was better than most. Yeah, and after this segment, we get another appearance of Sting. And my notes here um, from the report I have is they showed Sting watching from somewhere in the impact zone. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Probably in catering. And like. did you catch a little bit bef- before this when Jeff Hardy was just painting? No, I didn't see that. Was that a... Yeah, yeah. It was. So before, he's just in his like locker room. Shayna Moore's hanging out. Mm-hmm. And he's just painting, right? He's just painting. Uh, I found it terribly unsettling. Yeah, it, it was very weird. And when he came, I, for, I don't think we forgot to mention this, but he came in at the end of the first, like the gauntlet stage steel cage match, and he just climbs the top of it and he just sits on top of the cage. Like he's it's just. It's a very famous shot. Yeah, like he's just thinking about, like. Just, just contemplating, is like. Mommy, he, dad just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but. The ground is so far away from up here. <laughs> He's like, oh, I could jump off. Of, I, all these things I could jump off. It would be so fun. I wish my dirt bike was here. I wish I had my dirt bike. <laughs> um, and, I like, and, and Jeff Hardy, like, later in the show, gives his painting to girls in a garage. That's weird. I don't think he that was had on. a three-act structure. That is crazy. And that none of that was on, or at least my the way I viewed it, I we got the first thing. So I don't know why they cut that from the, the stream, because that seems like it's very interesting. Yeah. Especially with some of the stuff that they left in. It's like, showing some character growth from yeah, Jeff. They had, what does this mean? We had a, a multiples shot of the Nasty Boys, but we didn't get to see the, um, the segment there. And Nasty Boys versus the Dudleys. I am as excited as you are. Yeah, I would never want to see that. That's kind of what they're leading to there. Don't get me started on the Nasty Boys. I'm going to put that on a shirt. It says, don't get me started about the Nasty Boys. <laughs> um, and this is kind of structured like a like a Nitro time-wise. Yeah. Like we're, we're like, segment, 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 two-minute match. Yeah, two-minute match. So from there, we get Eric Bischoff with Crystal Lashley. She's letting him know that uh, Lashley is fed up. He wants out of his contract, and they've got a star on their hands. He's the biggest star in TNA, and they're not acting about it. And then it's really a bummer that Lashley never really became the top star in the business. Yeah, like he he had his run last year, I think it was, mm-hmm. and it was a great run. And I think um, there was this run in TNA when he was like he had both world titles. Yeah, he was just he was the best booked wrestler in the like at least in TNA and. Mm-hmm. In WWE at that point, but like he was never the top guy, which is he is like forty six and still jacked to yeah. hell. Yeah, it, he's it, a, a great specimen, and one of like favorite memories because I was watching it at the time. He had a hamburger eating contest. What? Yeah, we'll have to cover that at a different time. But if anybody else remembers that, yeah, it was a wild time. And then from here, we get the main event with AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. Fun match. Really good. Uh, only like thing of note that I have is this, is at one point there was like a masked assailant that came out and attacked AJ Styles, but it didn't matter because AJ Styles ended up winning. And then after the, th- the thing, we get a segment with Mick Foley, his final arc. He's gotten in the building, and he's trying to get to Eric Bischoff. So let's take a listen to Mick Ole Foley. To Mikolas. We have Rickolas and Mikolas. Mikolas himself. Yeah. Come out of what, Mick? 
your former chair, and your former He's talking office. to Eric. Um, now, just exactly what the Eric hell Bischoff can here. I do for you? What the hell can you do for me, the executive shareholder of TNA? <laughs> executive shareholder. Mick, come on. Even you, has got, you've got to have figured it out by now. The, your executive shareholder certificate isn't worth the paper that it was printed on. Face the facts, Mick Foley. You've got no influence. You've got no power. You've got no control. You've got nothing but one choice, and one choice only. And that's a get in line with everybody else. Put your boots on and fight for your job. That's your choice. You know, Eric, I accepted that I worked for Dixie Carter. I could maybe come to terms with the idea of working for Hulk Hogan, but I made myself a promise, a vow to myself a long time ago. I would never work for Eric Bischoff again. <laughs> so as long as I've got the choice, and as long as it looks like I'm going to take the choice to get fired, I'm going to give you a reason to fire me, Eric. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to knock your teeth down your throat. You know, Mick, I'd uh, rethink that strategy yeah. if I were you. <laughs> So that was kind of the end of the episode. And yeah. I, I don't know where this goes, and I don't um, know they, what... They left a, a lingering look on Hulk Hogan's face where he ponders. Am I, Should I have helped him, or did I set this up? Am I in too deep, brother? <laughs> <laughs> so I have one more thing about this episode, and okay. it's because I accidentally left Impact on, um, and it played the next episode. The beginning of the next episode is the Young Bucks debut in Impact. Wow. Yeah, they faced the Motor City Machine Guns and they got the win. Wow. Yep. Wow. So for me, as far as this episode goes, it was fun. It was a f like fun in the way of it being kind of bad. It's it's the kind of fun we like. <laughs> oh, yes. So I, I got a rundown on um, match lengths uh -huh. for you. Okay. First match, four and a half minutes. Second match, two minutes, 40 seconds. Third match, 9 minutes, 40 seconds. Fourth match, 30 seconds. Next match, 2 minutes, 40 seconds. Next match, 4 minutes, 50 seconds. Last match, 22 minutes, 5 seconds. That is crazy. And and because they were going head-to-head -head with Raw, I have the a quick breakdown on that Raw. The okay. dark match, he was doing this a lot, was Brian Danielson against Chavo. Oh, interesting. But the main card was Maurice versus Brie Bella. Okay. MVP versus Swagger versus Mark Henry versus Carlito. Sounds like a match that would happen. Jericho versus DX with Hornswoggle Ooh. for the unified tag titles. Sheamus against Evan Bourne. That would probably be the a match. The infamous Randy versus Kofi match when Kofi, like, had a mean streak and mm -hmm. everyone fell in love with him. Like that's yeah. people refer to that as his breakout match. But the big angle was Bret Hart's return. Oh. He returns for the first time in 14 years. Vince shakes his hand and then kicks him in the balls. Ugh, that sucks. Vince is awful. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a good man. I think that's a perfect way to end the show. It's just Hulk Hogan is bad. The nasty boys are bad. And Vince McMahon is bad. He's the worst one. Worst of the bunch. Worst of the bunch. So we've got um fun show for you next week. Got a cool interview lined up. Yeah. So with the man. With the man, actually. Not just a man, the man. So be on the lookout for that, and we will see you guys next week. Play that funky music.